vibes welcome back to another episode another week of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 as always if you haven't yet hit the link in the podcast description to get your hands on a copy also in the description you'll find the link to join a very exclusive discord server where you can join and you can come and talk to myself and the other members of our community about all things nba so come in and join the conversation in the discord you will also find a channel where you can suggest topics questions hot takes trade proposals for bj and i to react to live on the show so make sure you join the discord the link is in the description and also check me out on twitch i'll be streaming almost every day now so come in and join the conversation there as well bj how was your weekend yeah you know how it was bro you know it's all good. give me another it's, choice it's, give me hey, another give choice me, it's all give good me another choice it's all good it's, it's all good it's all love hope, well, you, hope you found the love this weekend too oh man always always but uh one person who's not feeling the love is the person we're going to talk about on today's show we are going to get back to breaking down each and every team, uh, but we've got some important issues to discuss first. One person not feeling the love is the man named himself after every chicken shop owner in London, Bossman99, aka Jay Crowder, who will be sitting out of training camp with the Phoenix Suns whilst the team works on finding a trade partner in order to trade Jay Crowder, who seems to be unhappy with the idea of coming off the bench and Cam Johnson being promoted to the starting lineup. BJ, what are your thoughts on this situation just from the outset? Because I have five trade proposals from our friends at Basketball News that we're going to dive through and figure out which one of those trades we like the best. What are your thoughts on Jay Crowder wanting to, I believe this is a contract year coming up. So he's looking to go to a place probably where he can start. A player of Jay Crowder's caliber and his skill set, I'm guessing he wants to be on a contending team because that's the kind of teams that would go for someone like him. However, we did just see Bogdanovic, Bojan Bogdanovic, be traded to the Detroit Pistons in a surprise move from the Utah Jazz. That was a player a lot of people talked about being traded for Crowder. So it's not a guarantee he'll be going to a contending team. He could go to a quote-unquote rebuilding team like Detroit took Bogdanovic. What are your initial thoughts of this situation and the Phoenix Suns agreeing to find a trade partner and allowing him not to take part in training camp? Well, you know, I've been hearing rumblings here for quite some time over the summer that Jay Crowder was unhappy because he wanted a new contract for the upcoming season. When I hear the latest excuse that he will not be in the starting lineup, my question is, well, who's going to be in the starting lineup? Cam Johnson from the bench will be moving up to the starting lineup. Okay, but, but, but that makes them incredibly small. And And who's going to guard the four? Because you have... Cam Johnson, Bridges, CP3, and Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll say that again. That makes them incredibly small. Well, Cam Johnson's six for eight. Jay Crowder's six for six. Okay. He doesn't have the strength. Cam Crowder, Johnson though. doesn't bring doesn't bring or play with the same physicality. Oh, no. No, he doesn't. Unless I'm missing something here. He, he does not. Jay the- Crowder... And Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson is a very, very nice player. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't play with the same physicality that Jay Crowder. And I don't think Cam Johnson, no one really has a chance to guard him, but at least Jay Crowder can take away something from Giannis. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
Cam Johnson. I mean, I mean, we say no that, but, but he couldn't. Like, let, let's okay. be honest, no one can. I don't see Cam Johnson being able to match up with the Anthony Davises, the Kawhi Leonard's of the world, LeBron James's, Anthony Davises, yeah. Kevin Durant's, the list goes on and on. Now, that's what I see. That's what I see. However, I think this is interesting. And I, I, I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to buy into that Cam Johnson is just going to be the starter. And that doesn't you know, you don't just say someone's going to be the starter at the at the beginning of the season. When Jay Crowder is a proven, proven player, he's a he's a he's a vet. I mean, this guy can defend what he brings to the court multiple positions mm-hmm. he understands his role plays provides leadership and he brings a physicality to the game that you gotta every team i i would think would want including the phoenix suns so however i think it's going to be interesting to see now that we know he's on the market to find him a home because in the end mo it always Falls down to money. Yes. And because I don't think he's going to go play any place that's not going to give him what he's looking for, which is a contract extension. Yeah. Well, Jay Crowder is 32. And for all the physicality and defensive upside he brings, he's a significantly worse shooter than Cam Johnson. And Cam Johnson, as you said, it always comes down to money, is very close reportedly to an extension agreement with the Phoenix Suns. So I think the Phoenix Suns are looking down the road um, at that. And Rightly so, Jay Crowder says he doesn't want to be there. So, well, we, I don't know what the Phoenix Suns. I don't know how they can look down the road now that we're going through the Sarver situation. Yeah. Also, Chris Paul is—he's not going to be there forever. It's all well and good looking down the road, but you've really last year was your best chance to win a championship. This year and next year might be two of your last chances to win a championship with Chris Paul. Who's how old is Chris Paul now? Thirty-six. You think at thirty-eight plus he's going to be helping you contend at the same level? They've got to go all money in right now, in my opinion. Well, again, I'm going to say this. And maybe you didn't hear what I said. I don't know who or who's in charge. I don't know what the direction of this organization is. But what I do know and I've come to understand is that if you want to sell your franchise, you're not going to invest in long-term contracts. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to just say I'm just going to say what I've seen maybe it's different there in Phoenix if you are looking to sell your franchise you want to have short term contracts which makes it incredibly attractive to the potential new owner or group that's going to purchase the franchise so when they say it's been reported, I find that's odd. Who's okay in these deals not right now? And why would the next owner want to, you know, absorb a four-year deal? So I'm looking at this as a situation that says now they're looking moves in the best interest of the seller. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to start, if they haven't already, you're going to start seeing articles come out talking about how valuable this franchise is, Mm -hmm. how much it's worth, 
how nice the arena is. And you're going to start seeing these articles coming out because now they're looking to sell. When I say they, the owner, which has been well-documented, we discussed it a little here. And I think that will be the mentality moving forward. Okay. Well, in the meantime, there was a tweet uh, from Arizona Republic's Dwayne Rankin about how one of the key storylines to watch during training camp will be the battle for a starting spot between Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson. And Jay Crowder quote tweeted with 9-9 won't be there, as in saying himself, he won't be there. So the people at basketballnews.com have come up with a few trade ideas, which we're going to run down. There's five of them. We're going to discuss each one and decide where we think Jay Crowder is going to end up. You ready? Well, uh, are we playing the transaction game? Well, I mean, it's better than it's better than playing the gossip game, which everyone else in the media is doing still about Ime Doka. So we're going to talk somewhat about basketball here. Okay, um, all right. So the transaction game will be in full force today, BJ. The number okay, one trade proposal involves your former team, the Chicago Bulls. The trade is trading Jay Crowder to Chicago in exchange for Kobe White and Javonte Green. I believe this is a deal that we discussed or similar to a deal we discussed previously. The Crowder joining the Bulls slides into a slot where he can be a catch-and-shoot player on the offensive side, providing spacing for DeRozan and Levine, whilst on defense, providing them some much-needed defense against guys like Kevin Durant and Giannis because the Bulls' defense was their Achilles heel, especially now with the news about Lonzo Ball and still no clear update on when he will return they're going to be able to have another wing defender in Jay Crowder who comes in and is a major upgrade defensively than Kobe White at the point guard position who's rather small and Javante Green who's solid, but I'd rather much rather have Jay Crowder. What do you think about that deal? Who do they currently have at the power forward position now? Patrick Williams coming off an injury season. Again, I I think this comes down to the following. I think that's what it comes down to. I don't see the Bulls looking to, I don't see, but maybe now that Lonzo Ball is going to be out, that's a contract now that's on their books. They just signed Caruso, I believe, last year. DeMar DeRozan is coming up. Zach Levine just re-signed. They have Vooch, who, if I remember correctly, is on the last year of a deal. So financially, I'm not sure if the Bulls are ready to commit. That would give them three guys that I know they would have to re-sign, right? And that re-signing would be Vooch, DeMar DeRozan, and now Jay Crowder. I'm not sure where the Bulls are at. I'm not privy to that conversation. But it seems a little odd to me that that would be the direction that they would take. But maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking about Jay Crowder, who's you know a six for six wing who can play tough nosed defense. So it's only right we talk about the Toronto Raptors, who seem to be assembling an entire roster almost of these type of players. So the trade proposed here is Jay Crowder going to the Raptors in exchange for Thaddeus Young and Malachi Flynn. Phoenix have reportedly been interested in Thaddeus Young since last year when he was traded from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, now, 
going over to the Phoenix Suns. I think Thaddeus Young can play that four position for Phoenix. Malachi Flynn comes in and gives them some ball handling off the bench. Uh, Cam Johnson was a little bit, not Cam Johnson, campaign was a little bit inconsistent in last year's run. Weren't as good as he was the year before. And Jay Crowder fits kind of perfectly into the mold of the players that Toronto is building around. What do you think about that one? Well, I I think because this is a this is a transaction trade. His when I say his Jay Crowder's representation, Jay Crowder's team will have to find an organization that's willing to meet his demands. Mm-hmm. I don't see why the Toronto Raptors would be looking to, to trade and sign Jay Crowder at this stage with that team. Right? They have Scotty Barnes. Siakam, they have a lot of young players there. Mm-hmm. And I think those guys, in particular, Scotty Barnes, is on a rookie-scale deal. That's great value. They have young talent, young players. So I don't see this as a destination unless he's willing – unless it is just a basketball decision. I think Jay Crowder is in a interesting place where he should be looking at his age – to possibly get his last deal. 32, yeah. I think the other thing that plays into this idea being created here about Toronto is the rumours of OG being unhappy there and him coming in to fill that role that OG plays as, you know, that wing defender who can shoot a few threes and do a few things on the offensive end. Um, I I think OG is better than Jay Crowder, quite clearly. Um, so I, I, I'm not a big fan of this trade. But then there's another one. The most commonly talked about destination for Jay Crowder is a return to the Miami Heat with whom he went to the NBA finals with. And it seems to be Jay Crowder's top choice as well. But there isn't really a deal that you can make with the Heat and the Phoenix Suns. So a third team would have to get involved. And here, Basketball News have suggested the Heat receive Jay Crowder. The Suns receive O'Shea Brissett and a future second round pick from Miami. And the Indiana Pacers, who, of course, O'Shea Brissett will be coming from, will receive Duncan Robinson and a future first-round pick from Miami. Now, I think for the Miami Heat, that is a big upgrade to their roster, replacing Duncan Robinson with Jay Crowder. He provides defense that Duncan Robinson doesn't, provides toughness that Duncan Robinson doesn't. He doesn't shoot as well, but you would rather sacrifice a little bit of the shooting for the ability to keep him on the floor in the playoffs when teams are going at Duncan Robinson and exposing him defensively. For the Suns, receiving O'Shea Brissett in a future second-round pick, I don't think that that's the kind of value that they return. Uh, For the Pacers, receiving a future first-round pick, I think they would be more than happy to make that happen. But what are your thoughts? I I, I don't see that, especially with the Pacers. If they're looking to trade Buddy Hill and Miles Turner as reported, why would they suddenly want to take back a contract and the length? Um, would Duncan be, Robinson would be in the hopes that somewhere down the line, maybe this season, a team is in need of a shooter like Duncan Robinson and they've been able to flip him again and acquire more picks in the process, quote unquote, rebuild hashtag tanking. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that. Miami, it's been very tough to move Duncan Robinson's contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been very tough. It's It's been out there. You know, I can't confirm it or deny it, but the, it's been out there mm-hmm. that he is being 
you know, he's been in trade talks for what mm-hmm. he does, what he brings. And you haven't had anyone who's willing to take on that contract as of yet, but maybe a change. The only solution is if Duncan Robertson starts playing some level of defense. Now, I don't know if that's a possibility. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we will have to wait and see what happens. The next team suggested here are the, by the way, I just want to say, I have a challenge for anyone listening to this to propose a hypothetical trade that BJ Armstrong actually agrees to. The other day we went through 23 trades, all of which he said no to. Today we're zero from three so far. Let's see if he likes this one a little bit better. The Atlanta Hawks. They've gone all in. DeJounte Murray, Trey Young. They're in win now mode. They had a very disappointed campaign last year with only making a play-in and then being eliminated in the playoffs. They're trying to go in. So here's the trade proposed here. The Hawks receive Jay Crowder, Landry Shamit, and two future second-round picks in exchange for Bogdan Bogdanovich and Justin Holiday. So for Phoenix, they get another guard in Bogdanovich who can play on the wing position as well as a guard, shoot the three ball. He can play a bit more defense than you would expect just from looking at him. And Justin Holiday coming off the bench with some ball handling. Uh, do they still have Aaron Holiday on the Phoenix Suns? It might be a nice little reunion mm-hmm. for two of the Holiday brothers, uh, especially after what their big brother Drew did to them in the NBA Finals. Might be trying to collect the Holiday Infinity Stones in case they have to match up with Milwaukee again. And the Hawks, they add Jay Crowder and Landry Shamet. Landry Shamet coming in on almost a sixth-man role, some ball handling off the bench when Trey Young and DeJounte resting. And... Jay Crowder providing that wing defense. I quite like this deal for the Atlanta Hawks. What do you think, BJ? No, oh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see the Hawks looking to resign. I don't see the Hawks looking to resign them. Hmm. It, it, it just it, to me. So let me let me, just, let me just clarify this with you though, because Jay Crowder okay. is clearly not a superstar of the likes of a Kevin Durant, or he's a role player in this league. With with respect, I say that with respect. With the situation of him wanting an extension, is that necessary for a trade? Could he? Yes. Could he? Because you're giving up. So Mo, let's pretend you're the GM, right? You're going to be a GM someday. You're going to give up two players on your current roster mm-hmm. on nice fan friendly contracts. Well, making, contracts. He's got an 18 million dollar player option, which I think the Hawks don't want to pick up. So it's essentially trading one season of Bogdanovich for one season of Crowder. I'll say this again. I'm just going to make my point. You're a, you're an executive. You're going to give up a player who you're going to give up a player and then that player is going to either move on or you're not going to be able to resign him. So you basically just gave away two players for nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. You're going to, you're going to trade for Crowder and Crowder's like, you can trade for me. I'm leaving afterwards. And then you've given up two players who you got, Jay Crowder comes. So now you've lost three players for nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the meantime, I think Jay Crowder's best chance, which to me, he's probably going to end up doing. He's he's either going to it's going to resolve itself in a couple ways. One, they're going to just buy him out, which is going to be difficult because Phoenix. Uh, you know, we don't. We know what they're trying to do right now. They are the trying own, to. Sell. The owner's not trying to buy out a contract when he's about to get rid of the Absolutely, team. You're tr- if you could buy him out and get him off the books, and if you were able to sell your franchise for, I don't know what he bought it for, but it's going to be well. I'm going to say be conservative. It's going to be well over two point five billion dollars. Yeah, three, four, four, maybe even five billion now. Five, okay, whatever it may be, okay. You could buy him out, have nothing on your books. <laughs> That's good business. Mm, okay. That's good business. We're but talking he, basketball. He's going to be off the talking, books regardless, though, well, at well, the end well, of the season. Well, that's why they said just sit down then. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking back any more contracts either. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would rather just have cap space. They're over the tax, the over the salary cap, so they won't have the cap space anyway. Well, well, just bring them off the books. Just bring, let them go off the books. There just is- let them go off the books. Now, if I were, if I was Jay Crowder, here's what I would do: I would be looking to get bought out at whatever number you want to get bought out. Whatever it is, whatever is friendly. I'm sure there's a number that they could work out amongst those teams, and I would be looking to go a couple of places. I would be looking to go to a winner. Like Boston. I'd be looking to go to, I would be looking, Boston would probably be on my list, maybe on my list, but I would be looking to go to Milwaukee. That's where I would be looking to go. That's a no brainer for him. Mm-hmm. I would be looking to go to Philly. Mm-hmm. I would be looking to go to a team that where I feel that I could really win. Maybe Miami. That's his best option. If I was an executive, that's what I would be waiting to do. Why trade for him when you, it's going to resolve itself one way or another. Mm-hmm. Why give up players when he's look? He's already wants out because I have to re-sign him. It's just uh, so let him get bought out, whatever it is. Maybe maybe he does a deal to get out now. If he goes to Milwaukee, and they win a contract or they win a they win a deal. Wouldn't you at least be likely to do what was happened for PJ Tucker? I can't argue with that one. Well, they're, they're the team that let PJ Tucker walk after winning a championship. Okay, I'll say it again. Yeah. Wouldn't a team, if they do win, yes, be in yes. the business and of a looking different at team? Him yeah. Just like, yeah, that's what not Milwaukee. Yes. Whether it's Milwaukee or another team, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But he would create a market to where, at the very least, he would be valued the same as PJ Tucker. I would imagine that's probably somewhere in the market that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they both do the same thing. Yeah. There is one more proposal here, which I think is highly unrealistic, but you never know in this league. And that is the Cleveland Cavaliers, who were also going all in. And the proposal here is Jay Crowder in exchange for Chetty Osman and Lamar Stevens, which saves the Phoenix Suns some money. Chetty Osman only makes six million and Lamar Stevens only makes one million. They both have one year on their contract left in exchange for Jay Crowder. And I think if Cleveland got Jay Crowder, put him into their starting lineup, Garland, Mitchell, Crowder, Mobley, Allen, 
that would be very good defensively in terms of Crowder, Mobley, Allen. And it moves Okoro to the bench and it gives them some depth. What do you think? Well, looking at their, talking about Cleveland, Jared Allen, you have Donovan Mitchell, you have Winston Garland, and then you have the other kid that's coming up, Evan Mobley, that's coming up on a max. You have... Is is it not Darius Garland? Hmm? Darius Garland. Oh, you said Winston. Okay, Winston, sorry, that's his name. <laughs> Darius Garland. I was calling Winston. Oh, I was thinking yeah, Darius time Garland. coming out. Yeah, Darius Garland. Okay, he's... He's, he's got a nice contract over here. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen has a nice contract. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell has a nice contract. It was Karis Levert over there has a, you know, he's, yep. he's going nice to need to sign an extension. He's on 18 million. Okay. And then you're going to resign and get, I, I just don't see this. Okay. I, I don't see it. So why not just keep players or try to accumulate players on contracts that are friendly to the team at this stage with those other guys. Evan Mobley is going to get a max. Mm-hmm. That's just so you're going to have three. Kev, I forgot about Kevin Love. It was over there. 28 mil this season. Well, 29 yeah, mil saying, like, this, this season is, on yeah, an expiring. This is just, yeah, this is just like it's it, there's only so much. So financially, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I hear it. I hear it. Those are just trade ideas from the good people at basketballnews.com. So here's the good, here's the good news that I would like to propose for him Mm -hmm. is he's made it clear. He wants out. Mm -hmm. Clearly decisions are going to be made in Phoenix moving forward financially. Why? Because they are in a transition. When teams are in a transition, let's say they get off to a poor start or what have you. It's going to affect this talk that's surrounding their team is going to affect their team. We don't know how, but it's going to have some effect because they're going to hear the same questions for the entire season. And in a moment of, you know, let's assume they're not going to win every game. When they hit a little, you know, tough, you know, patch there, who's in charge? And what's the direction of the franchise? The direction of the franchise has to be from top to bottom with the governors and the minority owners is to sell the franchise. And if they're going to sell the franchise, meaning they're going to want short length contracts on the books. Mm-hmm. That's, that, I mean, that, that's just what it, that's just what it is. For Phoenix, though, they've got Devin Booker under contract until 2028. They've got DeAndre Ayton okay. under contract until 2026. Mikael Bridges under contract until 2026. Landry Shammer under contract until 2026. So it's all well and good okay. wanting to have short-term contracts, but even Chris Paul is on a deal until 2025. And you've got Devin Booker, who's going to enter his prime in a few years. Would you really be looking for short-term deals and not build around Devin Booker to try and go after a championship? Okay. When you have the players that you just named, they are all starter or rotational players. Yeah. yeah. Some may like them more. Some may like them less. Yeah. But Bridges, 
Booker and Aiton. I, I think that's the cool. I think it would be a consensus that those are starters at, at the very least rotational players oh, yeah. on every team in the entire NBA. I think yeah. that this isn't like, you know, this isn't like a player. I'm just using it as an example. This isn't a player like a duck and Robinson. Some may like him, what he brings. Some may say we don't like him. Those three players that you name yeah. are core players. Now you can debate whether they are, in the top 10 in the league, top 20 in the league. You can debate all of that. But I think, so to me, that's the core. And then with those contracts, you can move those contracts. I don't think you would have any problem moving any of those contracts or moving any of those players. Mm -hmm. And then what you don't want to have are you want to have your roster free to give you the flexibility to build as you see fit. Well, Devin Booker is a first-team All NBA player. Like you're, of course, you're looking to have that. That's a that's you have a star yeah, player. I, I, but, his the beauty is, all the other contracts they have expire after this season. So Jay yes. Crowder himself, Dario Saric, yes. Cam Johnson, unless they sign him to an extension, Tory Craig, Bismack Biombo, Damian Lee, Josh Kogi, and Chuck Landale, all of their contracts will be off the books at the end of this season. So, I think their books are in good shape. The books are in great shape. They're in great shape. It's mm-hmm. in great shape. Well, that's Jay Crowder. Let us know on social media where you think Jay Crowder is going to end up. I, for one, would like to see him on the Boston Celtics if he does get bought out by the Phoenix Suns. Come in. What's your Celtics doing right now? What are they going to do? What, what's your What's your expectations with the Celtics? I mean, oh man, oh man, I just got the evil eye. I got an evil eye. Oh, 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 wow. I felt that. I felt that from across the pond. I mean, I mean, someone yesterday said to me, will the Celtics make the playoffs? No, I didn't say someone. I said, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm explaining why I gave the look. I explain why I gave the look to you. Someone yesterday on my stream asked me if the Celtics would make the playoffs. And I said, come on, guys. This is a team that's coming off the NBA finals. What they're doing this season is going and trying to win the NBA finals. Regardless of who Whoa. the coach is, regardless, championship or bust. So what do you? Season. What do you? You still didn't tell me what you think. I think they'll lose in the conference finals to Milwaukee. That's my prediction for the Celtics this season. What do you think? I, I, I'm. 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 You know, I'm I'm hesitating here, not because I'm not a Celtics fan. Bonafide Celtics hater. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I just think the Celtics have a lot of obstacles to overcome. Now, one of the players that I was really looking forward to seeing this year is going to be out. In the Rob, time board, I Rob Williams, yeah, yeah six Rob weeks. Williams. Okay, because he watching them in the finals and watching them closely in the playoffs, he is truly the anchor of that team on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Now, they've had a lot of success last year, and it was great to watch because it was unexpected. I don't think anyone truly expected outside of the Celtic faithful that this team was going to perform like they did last year. 
the the Celtic fan base. Okay, I'll give you guys. You 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 guys thought it, but yeah. no one outside it, of that considering they were that. the tenth seed in January. Like I get it. Yeah, no one else. No one it. else. Like uh, rational now, human beings. <laughs> now, what I saw or what I learned about this team was Rob Williams is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. He was a he was he 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 is the deep. When you say Celtic defense, it's really just one guy. But however, not the defense player of the year at all. Marcus Smart is phenomenal. Rob Williams can change a game. Yeah, he's the anchor. He's the anchor of the defense. He's the, yeah, the he's the, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He is, he, but it's not Marcus like with, Smart can defend. It's, it's not like the Celtics defense is going to fall apart without Rob Williams. Okay. Rob Williams adds a dimension the game plan for. Okay. But, but Rob Williams missed the, the first start of the playoffs with the Celtics going up against. What is largely considered one of the best scorers of all time in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, who everyone calls the most skilled player. I don't know what that means, but they held it down without Rob. Okay, Williams. we're just talking about two players. I'm just saying what I see. You asked me what I saw, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, told yeah, me what yeah, I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just said what I see. Like, okay, I'm not okay, mad okay, at, okay. I, I'm not, I, I was wrong last year. I, I, I raised my hand with both hands in the air. I was wrong about the Celtics when they're in the 10th seed. I was like, that's about what I thought. This kid, Rob Williams, to me, is a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can switch with him. He he can block shots. He's a rim runner. He, he can play fast. He's a big body. You don't have the double team with him. He's an interesting player to me because of his versatility on the defensive end. He, guys make mistakes. He erases the mistake. That that's to me is a that's a that's interesting. However, I thought they really were trying to shore up the thing that bothered you most and most Mm. of the Celtics fans. Even I'm not a Celtic fan, but even I was bothered by the turnovers. Mm -hmm. I was really bothered by their inability to take control or take care of the basketball on the offensive end. Which they addressed that this summer, right? With mm-hmm. the kid, what's his name? Uh, Bogdan, right? Yep, Brogdon. Okay. So I was, okay. They saw the same thing that we saw, Bo. Mm-hmm. Let's get the big fella healthy. Let's address another ball handler. Let's address someone who can score off the bench in Gallinari. Mm-hmm. They addressed... Clearly, Mo, they had the same seat we had. Yeah, I was all in on the decisions that they made. Mm-hmm. Now, Gallinari is not there. Yep. Rob Williams, the guy who I thought was like that guy won a that game. Was, by that was my on pick. One leg. That was my pick okay. for defensive player of the year this year. Rob Williams. Okay, R- Rob Williams. Who won? He was out there playing on one leg and was still effective in mm-hmm. the finals. We mm-hmm. saw him. Mm-hmm. Okay, they addressed the turnover situation. Check, and then to me, the leader of the group is no longer with the team because Emmy Udoka yeah. is the energy behind 
this new brand in Celtic culture. Now, you don't have to agree with me. That's just I what I, I hear saw. it. I hear it. I hear That's it. That's just what I saw. Now, three out of those four moves are no longer with us. <laughs> I'm just, Bo, stop me with a roll. Now you're saying I'm going to take three out of the four essential ingredients that's needed and then be like, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're good. Like who can, how many people can overcome that? That's all I'm saying, Mo. I, I, I don't have a problem with the Celtics. They did a, they did a terrific job of addressing. They must've been in, they must've been sitting right next to us. You and I were so focused broadcasting the game. We didn't see who was sitting beside us, but clearly the scouts of the Celtics were sitting right beside us because I saw you go crazy after every turnover. I saw you complaining about why bring, why is Rob Williams not in the game to block all of the well, I want you to have Daniel Tice in the NBA finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect okay, to Daniel Tice. That. I'd rather have one-legged okay. Bob Williams. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We both were complaining about when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown came out of the game, they couldn't score. <laughs> Give me PTSD okay. right now. Okay. And, you know, I can't recall. Maybe there was another guy who got a technical foul, but I know Emmy Doka got a technical foul. He was the energy behind their success. That's a, that's a, yes. I, that that's was all very I'm saying. Points. Now, now uh, that's all I'm saying. And, and, I think it's going to be a tough season because now, you know, and, 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 and Joe, you know, coach Missoula, is that yep. his name? Yep. You know, that's, it's a, that's, that's tough to come into a situation like that. That's very tough. And this is his first, if I, if I, if I read it correctly, this is his first head coaching job. Yeah, but he's only, he's younger than Al Horford. He's 34. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be a transition. It's going to be rocky. There's going to be a lot to overcome, not only on the court, off the court. They're going to have to answer this question. And then they're down players. Now, okay. I think, I, I, I think, you know, those guys are up and our good friend, you know, I, I didn't even mention, but because of, you know, cause I, I like him as a player. But Al Horford, you know, he's what, 30, Six, how old is he now? 36. 36. Okay. You're going to have to manage his minutes, get him mm -hmm. through the season. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he played terrific, had some terrific games in the playoffs last year. But this is the regular season now. This is the grind. Mm -hmm. So they're a little short up front. <laughs> I just think it's a lot of things that it's saying. I feel good about what we did last season, but that was last season. Well, this goes it's back this to season. what we said during the finals. And I remember saying this after game six and saying, everyone thinks the Celtics are so young, they're going to be back here, but nothing is guaranteed in the NBA title windows are always shorter than you think. And as you've just rightly explained, the Celtics title window was much shorter because now no coach, no Rob Williams to start the season, Al Horford's older, uh, lack of bench depth with Gallinari's injury. But let me tell you why. I still have faith in this team. Jason Tatum would be a top three MVP candidate this year. I agree. I agree with that. Jalen Brown will get back to being an all-star this year. Okay. Marcus Smart, the reigning defensive player of the year. And he ain't slowing down anytime soon. I Our agree Hawford, with that too. At age 36, is still going to be looking for a new contract because his contract expires this year. Derek White came over at the trade deadline 
in the midst okay. of his wife being eight months pregnant to relocate from San Antonio, Texas to Boston, Massachusetts. He's now had an entire offseason. He's going to have a training camp to settle in with a team. Malcolm Brogdon, I the president, is going to bring stability, leadership, coming off the bench to solidify that bench unit. Rob Williams is out for the next six to eight weeks. But guess what? The playoffs aren't happening in the next six to eight weeks. He's going to be back and he's going to be healthy. Grant Williams, you saw what he could do in game seven. You saw him yeah. becoming a 40% three-point shooter from those corners. He's going to be there. Peyton Pritchard, not saying he's going to be the next big thing, but you saw the flashes of potential. He's going to be a solid option off the bench. And guess what? The free agency's not over. We could still go and get mellow. We could get a bought out Jay Crowder. There's still options available. If they need a couple buckets off the bench, I might just lace them up one more time. But I got faith okay. in this team. I'm not saying okay. they're gonna I, go I, win it all. I, 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 but I, I, listen, I don't think with Jason it's Tatum be and Jalen Brown. Any, any team with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, look, you, you you can't count them out. Now, when I say a disaster, I'm saying the following. Disasters can happen to anyone because we have such high expectations here. Okay. Mm -hmm. What this team had last year is what made us all really, I mean, I really, really admired this team from afar. The resiliency of this team being the 10th seed at the early start of the season. Well, that's very, very difficult to overcome. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jason Tatum is a notorious slow starter. <laughs> okay. I don't know how many times you can dig and get yourself out of a ditch like that. If they're 10 seed this year, I don't think they're going to get out of it like they did last year. Now, all of the Celtic faithful was going to point to it. It may be. And I hopefully they do because I like I like the Celtic team. However, I just think. This is a lot to overcome. And we're not even talking about the questions they have to answer today at, at the press conference. That's going to take a toll on you. Because this isn't one that just like, well, it's a hot topic today, and then we go away. This is going to be what's going on today, tomorrow, the next day, and then the next city, and then the next city. And then when, when they lose two or three games, well, how much is this weighing on you guys at the moment? The only thing that's going to remove this situation is to win. And Mo, that's a lot fresher for any group. And it's a lot. And that's all I'm saying. And, and as you know, Mo, when you don't meet the expectations of your fan base, because you guys, you just said it. You expect him to get to the conference finals. Championship or bust. Well, where do you think? Where happen, do you where do you see the season ending for the Celtics, BJ? If you had to guess. If they can be anywhere four to if they can be anywhere from four to eight, I think with this group. How deep I do think, they go in the playoffs? Without seeing them play. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just guess, this is just guesswork. Yeah, right this now. is guesswork. I I I get hopefully. Hopefully, they can get past the first round. 
I, I don't see the I don't see this as a as a as a conference finals team as it's currently constructed. Currently constructed, right? People say, well, Rob Williams is going to be back. L- listen, let me tell you something. You know, Rob, I've I've had my I've had a few knee surgeries. And here's the one thing, you know, the fan base loves to say, oh, he'll be back in six to eight weeks. Okay, when you have a summer, this 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 kid now has been hurt for almost a year. He hasn't had a summer where he could train properly because he's rehabbing. He's been limping on one knee and playing. So that means he's been putting incredible amount of stress on the other knee. Mm-hmm. So that one leg has been doing the work of, of both, which puts him at risk. Clearly something is bothering him where he had to announce a week or so before the season that he wasn't be able to participate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not like you just turn on the switch. Cause I remember when he had the surgery in the playoffs, everyone's oh, he'll be back. No, you don't come back. It's minor surgery when it's someone else. When you have surgery, it takes time. And you don't know psychologically where or how or what's his trust in it. And, and, and I'm assuming it's the same knee, right? Is it the same knee? Yeah. Okay. Now, at some point here, you got to, you know, the, the one thing that you have when you're in great condition, Mo, is the confidence in your body to perform. Right now, Mo, I don't know where his confidence is at, and hopefully he comes back and we don't talk about it again. But I'm a little concerned when you start having multiple surgeries on the same knee in the same calendar year and you weren't able to get yourself together over the summer or whatever needed to be done. I'm a little concerned. Understandable. Understandable. Okay. He's young. That's a, that's a positive. He's able to come. But, but when you start having multiple surgeries, there's something going on there. There's yeah. something. Yeah. And they need every bit of Rob Williams to be at his best if this team is going to reach where you're coming at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So give him all the time he needs. If he needs 12 weeks or 16 weeks or whatever he needs, give him that time. Because if you keep going in there and, and having surgery or whatever the problem may be, Bo, you're, you're going to lose confidence at some point. And hopefully for him, this will be the last time so that he can train and play and do all the things because he is a huge part of why they are the Celtics and their success moving forward. Mm-hmm. A player of his caliber. I agree. But let's see what Luke Cornett can bring. (laughs) And with that, that's another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Make sure that you're following, subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a rating. Uh, The links are in the description. Get your link to get your copy of NBA 2K23. But also the link is there for you to join the Discord to come and talk hoops. If you want to discuss your predictions for Luke Cornett this season or anything else NBA related, jump in the Discord server. We've got channels for the NBA, EuroLeague, WNBA, BBL, Top Shot, Sneakers. You know the vibes. It's all love. Come and get involved in the conversation. Catch me on Twitch later on this evening. You know where I'll be, twitch.tv slash hoopgenius. BJ and I will be back tomorrow for another episode. And until then, my good people, you know the vibes. 
Get buckets.